Once again, welcome to another episode of Marvel Month at It Was a Thing on TV. My name is Johnny C, and despite what my kid brother might tell you, I am the Ocean Master. Today, we take a trip to a recent show that came and went on Netflix in 2021. In this entry, Electro and the host of Beat Shazam, Mr. Jamie Foxx, plays a single father who runs a cosmetics company and has to deal with his teenage daughter after the death of her mother. Joining Max Dillon in this show was his former castmate from In Living Color, David Alan Greer. Hey, did you guys know that little Johnny C grew up with a framed picture of Homie the Clown? That he won at his county fair? I can't believe that thing was even there in retrospect. I mean, it was a really small rural town. Anywho, you might be saying, Johnny, you've talked a lot about this in living color rather than this show. And are you saying this show is very forgettable? Well, yes, considering Netflix canceled it right away. Now, let's join the hosts as they look at Dad. Stop embarrassing me. Hey, you remember Jamie Foxx was in Spider-Man No Way Home and they did all those things that the fans wanted? Well, I didn't get mine, so now I'm going to give it to you. He lied to me. He shot at me. He lied to me. He shot at me. He hates on me. He's using me. He's dead to me. The Spider-Man! He's my enemy! Yo, welcome. Episode 264, submission number 2203. Dad, stop embarrassing me. Dad, stop embarrassing me. Aired on Netflix for eight episodes on April 14th, 2021. Well, Chico, this is going to be all you because me and Mike aren't subscribed to Netflix, unlike you. So I, I do have the Netflix and we are going to talk about many of the good stuff that happened in 2022 at the year end. Is it cake? Bullshit, the game show. But we're not going to talk about this show. We're going to talk about it right now because it seems like for a while, especially after the release of Ray, Jamie Foxx could do no wrong. And then he decided, at the peak of his popularity while doing Beat Shazam, which is, let's be honest, a really good show for Fox, 
he decided to kind of sort of venture into a semi-biographical sitcom role. He's basically playing a guy whose daughter moves in with him and he's making up for his years of half-assed underparenting by delivering years of half-assed overparenting. Oh. Suffice it to say, Jamie Foxx and his daughter Corinne sort of dwelling on life experience at this point. Which makes sense. As, you know, if you are a comedian with a very uh, established career and you have a daughter who is also looking to get into the business and also has a very established career, you do that. So we have the two of them coming together along with Jim Patterson to create this show. And the premise of the show is Jamie Foxx is a single father named Brian Dixon. He's based in Atlanta and he inherited his mother's cosmetics company known as Bay Cosmetics. And he's pretty much, you know, top of his game running that. When all of a sudden, hi, Dad. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah, Brian's wife and Kyler Drew's character, Sasha Dixon's mother, dies before the show. And Sasha Dixon moves from Chicago to Atlanta to be with her father. And also his father. Because we do have Pops Dixon, who is played by David Allen Greer, who is a favorite among ours. We talked about him in the Cool Kids episode. We have our family of three here. We have Brian, his father Pops, and his daughter Sasha. Rounding out the cast is Chelsea Dixon, who is Brian's sister and Pop's daughter, played by Portia Coleman. And Brian's best friend, who is an Atlanta police officer, Johnny Williams, played by Jonathan Kite. And Brian's colleague at Bay Cosmetics, who's played by Heather Hemmings. So we have an eclectic sort of group of characters. Let's go over them one by one. We already talked about Brian Dixon, played by Jamie Foxx. And if you don't know who Jamie Foxx is... Yeah, there's a reason why we have him for this month. Yeah, Electro. And not the uh, blue-faced guy we talked about earlier, Greg. Oh, last year. No, no, no. The yeah, new talk- and improved one in No Way Home. Yeah. If you ask me, I think he looks better in the No Way Home version of Spider-Man than in... Uh, Tasm 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I gotta say, though, I love how in No Way Home they kind of you know, did the whole thing with uh, him and Andrew Spider-Man. That was kind of a great, like, redeeming arc in that, but for Max Dillon's character. But that, I'm getting ahead of myself, so... You have to mm-hmm. watch No Way Home. And, and if you ha- don't know that Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire were in this movie, you have been living under a rock for the last, like, five, six months. Yeah, something like that. Um, 
Okay, and playing Pops, of course, David Allen Greer. We already mentioned this. Try and keep up. And again, In Living Color. The Cool Kids. Snap Decision. Random Acts of Comedy. I don't remember that. All I remember that is Whose Light Is It Anyway? If it were the Who, What, and Where game. I just remember it was on Fox. No, it was on Fox Family. Oh, well... Half credit. I, I got the Fox part right. Yes, you did. Very good. Oh, now I remember that. Oh, now I get it. Uh, <laughs> Random Acts of Comedy, wasn't that from around 1999 or 2000? Like, right after it became Fox Family Channel? Yeah, like 1999, yeah. Okay. It aired on the weekends, if I'm not mistaken. And it was, and, and remember, it was a family show. Kinda. And then you have Sasha Dixon, played by Kyla Drew, who's best known as the best friend, Mae Valentine, of Nikki, Ricky, Dicky, and Dawn. And also uh, Crown Lake, where she played Tiffany St. Martin on all 16 episodes. And 11 episodes of Future Entry, No Good Nick. And also one episode of How I Met Your Mother, where she played the best friends of Lily from college who can go from hood to not so much depending on whether or not um, Lily's in the room. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And in the role of Chelsea Dixon, we have Portia Coleman who is not so, well, actually, she she's, she's dabbled in and out of things. She's a semi-regular on MTV's Wild and Out, which is now on VH1, because that's where everybody who graduates out of MTV goes. They go to VH1, obviously. She's also been in two episodes of Good Girls, two episodes of Las Vegas as dancer number two. Dancer number two. Yep. And two episodes of Seventh Heaven as Angela. Angela. Mm-hmm. And she was Christy in Future Entry, the Gregory Hines show. That's right. It was part of the CBS Friday Night Block Party. <laughs> you remember yep. the CBS Friday Night Block Party? I do. <laughs> and she was actually a co-host on something called the Claudia Jordan Show and Friends. I have no idea what that is. Wait, is that the Claudia Jordan from The Price is Right? Yes. She's a housewife, you know. Really? Yeah. I did not know this. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, good for Claudia Jordan. And she was also case number one, if I'm not mistaken. Isn't oh. that right? We got to wait for Mike to come back as he went. To t- He's like, I don't care about this crap. He wouldn't be the only one who didn't care about that crap. But anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. And then Johnny Williams, the police officer, friend of Kevin. He was played by Jonathan Kite, who played Oleg on six seasons of Two Broke Girls. Oh, yeah, that starred Kat Dennings. Refer back to the last episode. And, oh, and he played a voice in, as we tie it back to Marvel Month, MODOK. On, on the show MODOK. On the, on the show, yes, on the show MODOK on Hulu. And rounding out the cast is 
uh, Kevin's colleague at Bay Cosmetics, Heather Hemmins, who plays Stacey Collins. Heather was in the CW series Hellcats. Nowadays, you can see her on Roswell, New Mexico. Hellcats is on the list, right? I got to look. Okay. What's Hellcats? I don't even know what that is. It was a show of the CW with um with a bunch of cheerleaders, if I'm not mistaken. I'm looking at it right now. No, it's not there. So oh, okay. Uh, well, the Wild World of Competitive College Cheerleading. Yep. There you go. Oh, which also, ha- oh, by the way, also relevant to last week's episode, it had Ashley Tisdale on it. Oh. So there you go. That's the regular cast. And then you have a semi-regular cast uh, featuring uh, Lunell as Sheila. Lunell, that really funny comedian. Valente Rodriguez as Manny, who is a friend of the family and also a housekeeper and carpenter and general worksman. Nowadays, he is on uh, High School Musical Musical series as Principal Gutierrez. And that's pretty much it for uh, regulars and semi-regulars. But let's go over the episodes, all of which I had to re-watch in between episodes of Is It Cake? What do you want from me, huh? Episode one. Hashtag Black People Don't Go to Therapy. After Sasha moves in with Brian, a mortifying misunderstanding with a therapist forces them to confront their issues with each other. This basically plays out like um, like a comedy of errors with the therapy session as a framing device. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, the mom's dead, and so, yeah, he has yeah. to raise the daughter now. Yeah, the mom's dead. He has to raise the daughter. And in between that, you have jokes about racism and frankly, uh, it's one of those shows where you really hope it went somewhere, but it doesn't. At the end of the day, Brian's going to be Brian, and Sasha's going to be Sasha, and they're just going to have to live with that. Which is basically the theme of the entire series. And if you think it gets better... does not. And if it was, we wouldn't be talking about it. That is true. I mean, they go to a therapist, they think they, oh god, they think, uh, okay, you want to talk about the misunderstanding? The therapist thinks they're a couple. And what? Yeah, and when Sasha calls Kevin daddy, she thinks it's a term of affection or endearment. Oh, God. And it would have made a really good joke if they remembered that Whitney Houston died tragically. Boy. So, yeah, it's like, imagine the cringiest thing you've ever saw, seen on television with a laugh track. Episode, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny because she thinks they're obviously something they're not. Episode two, 
Hashtag, I'm going to mess up this name and I do apologize. Hashtag Goddess Namaste. When Sasha reveals she doesn't believe in God, the family takes her to a church service led by an extravagant reverend. Later, she confides in Stacy, something I forgot to mention. Jamie Foxx does not just play Kevin on this show. Oh, it's like Coming to America, where he plays, like, different roles. Yes, it's like Coming to America, where he plays different roles. In this particular episode, he plays an over-exuberant reverend. <laughs> yeah, if I can go to Truth by Consensus Wikipedia and have that episode, uh, the uh, actual character he played, he played Reverend Sweet Tea. Oh, Jesus. What? Reverend Sweet Tea. Reverend Sweet Tea. That's not stereotyping or anything. Mm-hmm. No, no, it is not. But yeah, it's like, okay. So Sasha is coming from Chicago, which is a lot more urban than Atlanta, at least from a demographic standpoint. And she is a lot less, well, she's a lot more spiritual, but a lot less religious than her dad. Why did I say Kevin? His dad, his name is Brian. And she professes not to believe in God. So what does Brian do? She takes her to church. And if she didn't believe in God before meeting Reverend Sweet Tea, she definitely doesn't believe in God now. But for some reason, she was a bigger believer than Jesus by the end? What? Huh? Episode. Oh, oh, time out. Before we do, Mike's now back in the room. What was it we were going to say to Mike before he left? Oh, yeah. Um, apparently, Portia Coleman was uh, hosting alongside Claudia Jordan in something called the Claudia Jordan Show and Friends. This is news to me. What is I, that? I, I, I was hoping you knew because I don't know. Isn't Claudia Jordan like one of the housewives of Poughkeepsie or something like that? She is one of the housewives. She also carries case number one, if I'm not mistaken. She carried case number We've done this. We've talked about how she's the third most popular deal or no deal model in the past, despite what Greg thinks, I believe. It's I Meghan say, Markle. I say Meghan Markle's number one. Meghan Markle's number one. Number two, we said, was Haley Norman. And number three is Claudia Jordan. And number four is Layla Milani. Can I agree with that? Absolutely. Oh, somebody's getting the pills. And we'll be talking about Layla Milani in future entry. Wrestlelicious. Wrestlelicious? Oh, you... I gotta tell you about Wrestlelicious. This is like... Imagine if you want this guy wins the lottery, okay? This actually happened. This guy wins the lottery. And he decides he's gonna start his own female wrestling promotion. But remember, this is the late 2000s where oh female wrestling is not as good as it is now. Where it's basically all about the eye candy. Yeah, and right. do you know who who's also involved in this Mike? I can only imagine. Jimmy Hart. 
this just keeps getting better and better. You know what? You want me to f- <laughs> You want me to find Wrestlelicious? You know what? Put it on the list and find it. It's already on the list, so don't worry oh, about it. Oh great, great. <laughs> okay. I think I think it's now a friendly peace offering if it's already on the list. So I think you, at some point you got to bring it on. Yep. We might have to make it a mini third later. Okay, episode three. Hashtag Yeezys and Shrimp. Waiting in line to cop exclusive kicks, Sasha struggles to keep it low-key when Brian shows up with a tent, grill, and karaoke machine. Remember what I said? There's making up for years of half-assed underparenting with months of half-assed overparenting. Well, here you go. So, yeah, we have, uh, okay, so we have a little bit of character development with uh, Manny and Pops. Of course, Manny is the uh, the groundskeeper, the uh, Latino groundskeeper, and Pops is David Allen Greer. And now Sasha has a dim-witted best friend and a nerdy love interest. The dim-witted best friend is played by singer Miracle Reigns, and the nerdy love interest is played by Elijah Cooper who was in an episode of Chicago PD recently. Wow. Chicago wow. PD. Don't mess with Chicago. Episode four. Hashtag nipples or nuts. Oh, God. I'll take the nipples, please. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Oh. Okay. Brian tracks Sasha on his phone and catches her in a lie. Uh-oh. 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 And when he sees Brody with other girls, he takes matters into his own hands. Oh, boy. He's going to be extra again. No names that we haven't talked about before. But here we go with uh, one of those things where all you have to say is they really... Did they think about this before they wrote it? No. They didn't think about it at all. Episode 5. Hashtag the mother pucker. Oh dear lord. Sasha's social media video goes viral when a new Bay Cosmetics product causes an adverse reaction and Brian becomes an internet sensation himself. And this was actually one of the better episodes. But if you look at all the other episodes, you can see that's not saying much. And uh, no names of any note in this episode. And all I can say is... Yeah. The jokes write themselves. I mean, cosmetics. She uses them on her social feeds. Next thing you know... An allergic reaction happens. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah. Episode 6. Hashtag Thrilla on the Gorilla. At the family's annual Juneteenth cookout, Pops faces off against his siblings for a barbecue showdown. And Sasha sneaks off to a block party with Brian's truck. Oh, dear. By the way, it should be noted that one of Pops's brothers is played by 
Jamie Foxx. Oh, what a shocker. Yeah. You know who plays another relative, Elizabeth? Let me guess. Jamie Foxx. No, it is not Jamie Foxx. Oh. But it is a known name and a very big name indeed. Okay, who is it? Jack A. Harry, y'all. Oh, Jack A. Yep. Oh, that's. I'll tell you right now, Jack A is good at anything she does. Oh, yeah. You know what Jack A was good in? What was Jack A good in? Ladybugs. Remember Ladybugs? I remember Rod- Ladybugs. Rodney Dangerfield and Jonathan Brandis, where Jonathan Brandis had to pretend to play a girl to play soccer. You know what? She gave a Tony Shalhoub-esque performance in that movie. Oh, no. Greg's about to go on a tangent, y'all. No, no, no. I just wanted to say she gave a Tony Shalhoub-esque performance. Okay. I totally get that. Oh, something I found out while I was just plunging down a rabbit hole on YouTube, which, let's be honest, I am wont to do. You know, Jack A. Harry did the uh, 1987-88 bumpers for NBC Saturday morning. You know who she did it with? Who? Smokey Robinson and Rick Dees. Oh, that is a good combination right there. Jack A., Smokey Robinson, Rick Dees. Tar Heel in the house. True story. Rick Dees went to school at UNC. Well... I bet you aren't proud of him when he did uh, Into the Night. Remember Into the Night? How could I not remember Into the Night? It was like, it was the spring of my 10th year. And Rick Dees thought he could go up against Johnny Carson. He was sadly mistaken. He should have been. learned nothing from Alan Thick. Did he learn nothing from Pat Sajak? He could have told you that's not a good idea. And also, let's remember, he has one of the worst number one songs of all time with Disco Duck. Hey, I like Disco Duck. It got played way too much in my household back in the 70s. (laughs) Okay. All right. right. Two two more episodes. Two more episodes. This is going to be a very short episode. There's really not much that sets this uh, whole series apart. Episode 7, hashtag Rich Dad, Woke Dad. Inspired by Floyd Mayweather's book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Brian switches up his parenting style. But when Sasha acts strangely, Brian looks to a drug test for answers. Ugh. Yeah. And unfortunately, we get no mention of any Floyd Weather appearance. Nor do we have any people of any note. We do, however, have some real strange things going on that would manifest themselves in the final episode. Hashtag, maybe it's Babeline. That's maybe it's B-A-Y-Beline. Brian receives an unexpected business offer. Pops tries online dating, and after being racially profiled, Sasha and her friends are harassed by the police. Yep, this would be what everything in the last episode was leading up to. An actual episode of actual content, actually. My question is, 
why didn't they put this in the middle? I mean, they could have salvaged the rest of the run with this episode. They're basically using, like, the half hour. They're speaking. They're making fun of police officers. And now everything is coming to a head here. It's basically a case of, if you think about it, they're using humor to address a serious topic, but at the same time, they were being a bit disingenuous with it. And it didn't really go anywhere until Johnny shows up. Because remember, Johnny is a police officer. And playing the two police officers who like to harass our crew, Vic Stagliano who played Officer Paul Newton, he was a that guy from that thing. But he was in a couple of episodes of Home Improvement as a bouncer, a couple of episodes of Sons of Anarchy as a member of the Night White Guard, and he was in a Hulu Halloween anthology called The House. The House. The House. It was a miniseries, and he played the father. I have no idea what that is, but it's probably no dead set. Just saying. By the way, that's something I probably should put on the list for a Halloween episode. Wait, wait, hold on. What is this? Dead set. It's basically uh, Big Brother meets Zombie Apocalypse. It's actually pretty good. All right, then I'll I'll put it on then. When was this? Dead Set? Yeah. 2008. Okay. And the second officer, Jacob Carroll, was played by Jay Phoenix, who was a that guy from that thing. The latest thing he was in was in Seal Team. So yeah, it's like the big... Okay, eight episodes. Jamie Foxx is involved. David Allen Greer is involved. And the biggest name you can get is Jack A. Harry. Yeah, I know. Really? And I thought I I expected something so much more from this show because you look at who is writing all of the episodes. You have veteran sitcom writer Bentley Kyle Evan. I'm thinking to myself, Martin, the Jamie Foxx show, uh, the Orlando Jones show, which... I don't know. If you're writing for Orlando Jones. You got to be good at something, right? Saturday Night Live. He wrote for the uh, Martin Lawrence episode. He wrote for Grown Folks in the cut. I mean, this guy, you would think he would know what he was doing. You'd think he would write for an audience. Unfortunately, he didn't know. Well, actually, he does know what his audience is. And unfortunately, his audience wasn't subscribed to Netflix. Which is sad because this was actually one of the better episodes. Again, not saying much. And another thing you have writing the episodes and being a producer is Jim Patterson, who nowadays, again, nowadays his career isn't damaged by this particular show because he's writing for Be Positive, The Ranch, Mike and Molly, and the the worst thing he did before all this was Inside Schwartz, which we will cover in a future episode, 
sometime. And of course, Jamie Foxx being Jamie Foxx, you would expect him to be stellar in this. So, I'm looking at this episode, and I'm looking at this whole series as a whole, and I'm thinking to myself, this had so much potential to be a show of substance, and a show of gravitas, and a show of laughs, because it had the talent to back it up, but it was like a tossed salad almost, because you had a whole lot of things that they just did not work well together for some reason. And you look at all the credits and you think it would work well. I'm absolutely flummoxed. I thought this would be a lighthearted show, but it got very heavy-handed. And yes, it does relate to what's going on in the world, but this came out, you know, if you're going to relate to what's going on in the world, you should probably, you know, balance gravitas with humor. And this was just completely off balance, I think. I mean, the, the, it, if you're going to write a joke, at least make sure you have a usable punchline and just go somewhere with it. But unfortunately, it falls prey to tropes. You're wasting the talents of this cast and these writers by being very tropey. And I really wanted this show to succeed because I was a big fan of this show when I first heard about it. I became a fan immediately, but then I watched the entire series and just thought, no, this is not good. Yeah. Well, what can we say in the end? Well, in the end, the show, you know, nobody's career was killed by this show. Oh, to the fact that it just came out last year. But Jamie Foxx, you know, went on to be Electro in the universe. David Allen Greer, he's still working. He's in The Patient right now, and he likes to uh, dabble into a Black Lady sketch show, which, by the way, is funny as hell. Uh, that's on HBO Max, right? The Black Lady uh, sketch show? Yes. Okay. I love that show. I need to see it. I've heard about it. I need to see it. Yes, sir, you do. Okay. Uh, Kyla Drew, she likes to drop in on Raven's Home, and she has uh, a career of her own. So she's doing okay. Portia Coleman, Jonathan Kites, Valenti Rodriguez, they all have their own projects, too. Okay, so they're all fine. Everybody is going to do fine, and in the end, nobody's going to remember this series at all. Oh, yeah. no. Uh, yeah. yeah. It does have sweet moments. The Dixon family, the cast have that chemistry. You can see the chemistry in this cast. David Allen Greer, he is his funniest. But, uh, it's predictable. It's only sort of funny at best. And at the end of the day, it is a thing on TV. Hey, guys. Do you want to play a game of eBay prices right? I'd ask if I have a choice, but I know the answer. So hit the music. 
Okay, guys, just hold on a second because you're going to be bidding on the very thing that's going to be in my Zoom background in just a moment if I can find it real quick. Please say it's the Electro Head. Please say it's the Electro Head. Chico, look. So you were bidding on what this was an Amazon exclusive. We talked about this in the Into the Spidey Movie First episode on the Amazing Spider-Man 2. If you go back in the archives. Yes. This was a limited edition. So, so we're not just bidding on the head. We're bidding on the entire package. Bidding on the entire package. And let me read the description. Spider-Man 2 Electro Head Bust includes 3D Blu-ray, Blu-ray, DVD, condition is brand new, shipped with USPS first class package. Okay, so I'm going to start the bidding with you, Chico. $69. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Mike. It's got to be, oh, I'm going to go 99 It's got to be higher than that. The price of this. Buy it now. $80. Oh, wow. But if I included shipping, it was $20. I got it then. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Actually, I thought we were going to bid on King Cake, baby. Oh, no. <laughs> Poor King Cake, baby. You must be so devastated the Pelicans are out. $1 oh. for King Cake, baby. But at least he'll be going fishing with Zion. So. True. But yeah, this was a classic case of Netflix expecting a return on investment and not getting it. Which, let's be honest, nowadays happens frequently. It's like everybody's looking for the next great Netflix show. Everybody's looking for the next Love is Blind. Everyone's looking for the next Tiger King. Everybody's looking for the next Orange is the New Black. The next Grace and Frankie, because Grace and Frankie just ended. I don't know if you know this. Now we're looking for what's going to be the next one. Uh, I think before anything else, they should find the next way to get their stock price up a little bit. 200,000 viewers out of 221 million. Yeah, but that Relax. doesn't but that doesn't help when, you know, you're losing money. Hey, I worked at Blockbuster. Same thing happened to us. It could happen to Netflix, I'm just saying. Especially when you got so much better streaming options out there with Disney Plus and HBO Max and all. Yeah. So, uh, I'll ju- I guess I'll just end with this closing shot from Corinne Fox from an Entertainment Weekly article where she details how this show drew from real life. She said, I was cheering up my final game in high school and I looked into the crowd and my whole family is there in t-shirts with my face on them. It's 15 people and my dad is the ringleader. Okay, we know how the show got its title then. (laughs) But you can't say that there isn't love between the two because they work together on Beat Shazam, which is coming back later this summer. Okay. So, if you miss Jamie Foxx, and let's be honest, you probably do, you can see them later this summer on Fox. But in the meantime, you can catch up on all the episodes of Marvel Month and all the other episodes besides 
including live shows, live watches, mini-sodes, special event episodes on ItWasAThingOnTV.com. Of course, we are on all social media at ItWasAThingOnTV, except on Facebook, where we kind of scared Mark Zuckerberg into putting podcast at the end of our username. So it would be it was a thing on TV podcast. Meanwhile, we also have to talk up our friends at Place to Be Nation Pop. Shout out to them. Yeah, uh, we're doing on the Wednesday drop coming up Stumptown and Raising Dad. I re-listened to those episodes. Those are really good episodes. Oh, we did Fuji Vice. That's all you need. Oh, yeah, we did Fuji Vice's of Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, too. yeah, we don't need to worry about Stumptown or Raising Dad. We did Fuji Vice. That's all. Fuji Vice, yeah. the greatest thing ever. Let's Indeed. be honest. And I agree with Don Morocco. They should have given a Best Supporting Actor nomination to Mr. Fuji. They really should have. But in the meantime, don't forget to check us out on YouTube as well, where you can like, subscribe, share. Remember to hit the notification bell. So you can stay up to date on all of our future entries. Like the one we have coming up. Yeah, later this week. Later this week, yes. The final episode of Marvel Month. Yep, and we're going out with a bang because... Would you believe, would you believe the one who started it all was actually on a lackluster season of Saturday Night Live? Also, he was on with Rusty Griswold number one? Yep. And And Cousin Eddie. And Cousin Eddie. And John Cusack's sister? And Damon Wayne's? And a lesbian. And a lesbian. And a lesbian. Yes. All of this will make sense next time on It Was a Thing on TV. Thank you for listening. Please be kind to each other. And we'll see you for the next one. Wow! So why'd you come along? I have a daughter, and I want to see her. But he's not going to send anyone home until he's finished his little science project back there. You trust him? I don't trust anyone. How'd you end up like that, anyway? The place where I worked at. Their experiment with electricity. Created by living organisms. I fell into a vat of electric eels. You're kidding. I fell into a super collider. Is he wrong, though? No! Is he wrong, though? No!